plug those headphones in. It's time for Ireland's only interactive podcast, the multi-award winning Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. Welcome along to the latest Opinions Matter podcast with Jeremy and Katie today. And uh, boy, have we got a show coming up for you uh, today. And what a discussion we're going to have as well. This is a very... A contentious issue is very controversial. A lot, a lot of you are going to be very angry about some of the stuff you hear, uh, but I will bring that to you in a moment. Uh, we are live, recorded live, in the White Sands Hotel in Port Marnock. And uh, if you're ever out here, make sure you pop into the hotel and hop into the Oasis Bar where you get some great food and some great drinks as well. And come rain or shine, the Oasis Bar is always open and it's always um, busy, always bustling. So uh, make sure you pop out to the Oasis Bar in the White Sands Hotel in Port Marnock. Now, I want to say a big hello and thank you to our two uh, podcast sponsors. First of all, 3D Portraits Ireland. 3dportraitsireland.com. What do they do? Well, if you have a 2D photograph that you want uh, turned into a glass floating motif, they will do it for you. They will etch. It's amazing how they do this. They get a, a block of glass and they will etch your photograph into a 3D portrait. Um, prices start at just €20 Euro for your 3D portraits. So why not check out 3dportraitsireland.com and get a family member or a loved one uh, a gift. It's, it really is a great gift. Also, uh, a big thank you to Art Angel, which is a new holistic shop and art gallery based in Scaries in Dublin. It's on uh, Strand Street in Scaries, just beside the monument there. And they sell, they have an amazing collection of art pieces as well as jewellery, soap, and candles and you will find them on social media at Art Angel Dublin that's Art Angel Dublin and 3dportraitsireland.com and thank you to both of them for sponsoring the Opinions Matter podcast now today's discussion is going to uh, divide a lot of people it's going to anger uh, a lot of people from this message that was sent into us now I know we blocked out uh, her name on uh, Facebook can we give out her first name? Um, well, I accidentally, I'm going to make an admission here and I apologise to the lady involved. When I was putting up the screenshot earlier, I actually put up the one with her name. Yeah, but it's on your it. first name. What's her first name again? Oh, I don't know because I, cha- I, I changed it and then I put up a new post with the name blocked out. So that was my bad. Yeah, I well, do apologise for that. Yeah, it's Joanne actually. She doesn't no, mind. No, it's not. It's, it's Kelly. You're looking at the wrong name. Oh, sorry. It's Kelly. Okay, she doesn't mind her giving her first name. Anyway, here's what Kelly says. She said, please give me anonymous, but we pretty much did. Yeah. Here's what Kelly says. She says, uh, please keep me anonymous if you talk about this. I live in Tala, and there is a junkie in the area. Her words, by the way, not our words. There is a junkie in the area uh, always going around out of his bicky at all hours of the day and night. All the girls are always like, oh, God, love him. It's an awful illness to have and stuff like that. This drives me mad. Because it's an addiction, not an illness. I've seen him injecting his foot once near the local school. My God, it's horrible. Just before the summer, as kids were leaving, I actually rang the guards. That is addiction. A self. That is not addiction. It's a self-inflicted problem. It's not an illness. I have a long-term health condition that is getting worse by the week. That is an illness. So when I hear people saying that junkies are ill, it's actually quite insulting to me. What they do is self-inflicted and they get their free bus passes and they're injecting clinics and their methadone, yet people who are actually sick are overlooked. Uh, Being a junkie isn't a disease or an illness, it's a self-inflicted problem, and that is from Kelly. But Kelly, I'm sure you're getting looked after as well, and I'm sure you're getting treated as well, so um, don't be making out that 
you know, you're being left alone. And I know th- you didn't want to talk about the illness you have. And um, I know it's a very serious illness that she has. Isn't mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's, de- it it's a debilitating very, illness. Very, very she, serious illness she has. It's, it's very debilitating. But it's not a it's not an us versus them uh, situation, um, Kelly. No, but it does bring up an interesting debate. It does bring up an... And it, it's... I mean, I suppose it's it's a debate that I've heard before from in different ways and it's something, it's always very divisive. So the, what Kelly is pretty much saying is stop showing sympathy towards addicts because it's a self-inflicted, mm-hmm. uh, it's not a disease or an illness, it's just an addiction. Do you think it's uh, it's just an addiction? Um, look, nobody likes to see somebody going around out of their heads or somebody who has a dependency or an addiction, but I'm not going to sit here and lie and say I would feel the same level of sympathy if I see an addict, let's say, in O'Connor Street than I would if I see someone who, let's say, is going through cancer treatment or kids who are going through treatment to just to try and save their lives. Yeah. It's a um, I can't have the same level of sympathy. And, uh, you know, I know people are probably going to say, why are we comparing? We are comparing for the purpose of this conversation. Nobody likes to see anybody in the state that some that, that, that addicts are in and living the lives that they're living. But I can't understand her point. And I know mental illness and I know trauma and I know things lead to somebody doing that. But there are people who go through a lot of shit and don't put anything in their arms, in their noses or in their mouths. So... You know, I don't buy it for everything. I don't think it's fair to say every addict has had trauma or every addict has had mental health issues. Yes, there are many who have, but I think there are people who just got into it. They just had that kind of personality. So, you know, people, the amount of message we're getting in here now from people who are disgusted with the word junkie, you know. I hear that's not the issue. No, no, but you might not like the word, but that is how some people refer to them. And that's uh, that's okay if somebody wants to refer to them that way. It's a, A lot of people who are messaging us now giving out about the word junkie probably have no problem using the word alco yeah what's the difference so let's not get hung up on a word here if some people want to think they're junkies want to call them junkies that's absolutely fine they're entitled to their opinion me personally i feel a level of sympathy but certainly not the same level that i feel for somebody who's fighting their hardest to live okay and especially this addict in tala um injecting in front of a school when the kids are leaving the school i that's, mean that's that's disgusting you want you want to that's a shocking incident in tala isn't it <laughs> no no is, no but it is. It's, it is it's it's hideous if i was walking by with my son i would be furious on my daughter kids shouldn't have to see that if you want to inject yourself in your arm in your foot in your dick please go ahead head and do it it's your body but don't do it in front of kids that's where I lose my sympathy when they start to do it in front of everybody like it do you know what I mean then I'm like gotcha come on let me go to Robbie how are you Robbie how are you doing good what do you want to say about this uh, I think she's right um, in the sense that you know I, I don't I, I understand addiction is an illness but I don't I don't think it's fair to cut the pathway in the same category as you know People with genuine illnesses. People, they're like people are saying, "Oh, nobody goes out to get addicted." But you, nobody's that dumb to put something in there, to put a needle in themselves, thinking, "I'll do it once; it'll be fine." So you, you heard what and I said. She doesn't want to talk about the condition that she has, uh, Kelly's condition. But I can tell you the condition that she that she has. It's a very debilitating uh, condition. It is getting worse as well. Um, can you understand where she's coming from? Oh no, I definitely can. And as I said in the voice note, they're saying you haven't played it yet now, but. Um, you look at the uh, you like, I know you you gig in a in a pub in my way. I won't mention names, but if uh, I'm sure you see what's going on in Jack's there, and I don't go down there, but I've been told 
that cocaine usage is probably being used more than more than what's been drank. And if people move on from that, it'll no longer be an illness. It'll be an epidemic. Yeah. Of you know uh, where there'll be just people going around. It needs to be addressed, and people do not not need to stop being given the sympathy when they're all, like they need they need help. If they refuse to get help, then you know just let them go off and die somewhere. And, 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 and as, as horrible as that may sound. When you um, when you see if you're in the city centre and you see an addict shooting up into their groin or whatever, do you have sympathy or do you have disgust? What's the what's disgust. the thing? disgust? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a stupid question. I don't think anybody wouldn't be disgusted to see somebody oh, no, openly I'm, putting thing, a needle find... into their genitals in in plain sight of everyone. I think most people would be disgusted by that. Well, I remember telling well, the... if you were doing it into their arm, I'd be disgusted. Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember telling this story a couple of years ago on this podcast. Actually, I was bringing my son into the city centre. I was bringing him into the the pet shop, into that uh, uh, reptile pet shop in the city centre, and we were walking down along the uh, the Liffey boardwalk, and he got to see uh, a junkie injecting himself. And I gave out about that on this podcast. And I remember people saying, "You need a bit of sympathy. You have to have sympathy for these. You have no idea Why? what they're going through." Yeah, I, I don't get that. I don't get that. Well, I said on Facebook earlier on, and um, you know, a girl she she tried, she twisted around, refu- basically refused to answer the question. Uh, I, uh, you know, the, the, the word the usage of the word junkie, and if that person robbed her house, robbed her or robbed her house, what word would she use then? Now, she, not I'm not saying it's only junkies who commit crimes, but they do still commit crimes. I oh, know a lot of the crime is drug related because it's to it's to feed their habit. No, that that that's that's a fact. Um, but no, she tried to say, well, it's not it's not only junkies that rob houses. Well, no, it's not. But a lot of the no. cr- a lot of the crime in Dublin is uh, drug related crime. Stay there for a second, please, uh, Robbie. Let me go to Gemma. How are you, Gemma? I think anyone that labels addiction um, as anything other than an illness, I just think that they're wrong. I really do. I just think they're wrong. No, I don't believe it's self inflicted. Nobody all. put the needle into their arm. Yeah, but that's different. That's like no one chooses to be addicted. Like you know, you can take a shot of something, or you can take a hit from whatever you want to call it, right? But no one takes that one force go and envisions like owing that no but no I understand nobody knows what trauma they've had in their lives absolutely but there are people who go through trauma of all sorts and they don't turn into addicts so where it is horrible that events have led someone to wanting to take it that nobody has physically forced them to take the drug do they have an illness do drug addicts have an illness Gemma yeah absolutely like absolutely I'm sorry but like you can't say that it's not like, yes, right. What I will agree to is you do choose to try the substance, but you don't choose the effect that it can cause. No, nobody, no, I don't think anybody will, say, will, ever, will ever go out and say that, they're trying, that they want to get addicted. But, I mean, when you put that needle in your arm, like, you, I, don't, I find it hard to believe that anybody is that stupid to think that, that this isn't a real possibility that could happen. And Gemma, Gemma um, just I, let me ask you, when you're in school... Or your parents yeah. grown up. What what is drilled into you from the young age, from the time you you go out alone with your friends? What is drilled into you? It's actually drilled into you not to do. Don't that. take like, drugs. Here's the effects of drugs. Here's what will happen if you take drugs. Drugs are dangerous. There is aware, enough awareness. There's documentaries. You hear stories about it. You cannot escape the reality of what drugs do to your body and do to people. So I think to to claim it in the same or to put it in the same category as someone who maybe has cancer or multiple cirrhosis or uh, cystic fibrosis, serious, serious life-limiting and debilitating diseases that they did not choose... Okay, you're also told don't talk to strangers. If you go on a night out with your single girl, single man, you're going to speak to whoever you want. 
No, but well, okay, yeah, but like you're not guaranteed if you speak to somebody. Kids. You're not guaranteed something. If you take a, if you take heroin, the effects are pretty much guaranteed. There's no people get themselves better, and I have to say, I do have on a separate note the utmost respect for any addict who can turn their life around and you know pick themselves up off the of ground. Of course, yeah, yeah, it is incredible to see. But the point is, is that nobody forces drugs into the arms or mouths or noses of these people. They take it willingly. They do take it willingly, but also then there's the other addictions that are there, like the ones. There's codeine. There's like there's codeine. There's okay, base. yeah, but the point is, codeine isn't an illegal drug. Okay, heroin is an illegal drug. We we know the dangers of codeine, and people, yes, they still get addicted. People, for various reasons, you know, people end up they suffer with after surgery and whatever else. They've accidents and they have to take painkillers, and they end up dependent on them. But with with drugs like heroin and the likes and and crystal meth and everything else, when you take them, you know what you are doing to your body. So we're also have sympathy for those that are addicted to legal substances. You can choose. You like so basically, you're saying that. Some addiction deserves sympathy, whereas others don't. Well, let me let me just let me just read out this message for you, uh, Kelly, in relation to the the story that we were talking about, or sorry, the story we were talking about from Kelly about this addict in Tala. Another person has just texted in who knows the school that this um, person has been um, shooting up outside. Might you hear this message? This message says, "I know the school you're talking about where this addict." Uh, injected his foot because I have a child in this school. Only last week that same addict was injecting into his groin across the road. Sorry, okay, okay. Jesus Christ, no. Well, let me let me finish it. This addict was injecting into his groin across the road from the school. I was taking my child out at the time and had to rush into the car so that he would not see this disgusting act. Now, now what 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 do you make of that? I'm sorry, I'm sorry but like that is disgusting. And but what we can learn from that is not every addict will behave in the same way. Not every addict acts as such. Now that in particular, that is an absolutely inconsiderate individual that has no sense of self awareness enough to realise what's going on around them and what they're exposing to any member of the public outside of themselves. To, and like honestly, anyone that agrees with that or anyone that can defend that action. That's utterly wrong. Like, there's not like. Gemma, can I ask them. you a, a, just a yes or no? Would you put? Would you have the same level of sympathy and categorise the illness in the same way that uh, cancer or or cystic fibrosis or MS or any of those? Would you put them all in the same category? Do you believe that it all warrants the same level of sympathy? I wouldn't say. Now that that is a difficult one to answer. A yes or no. That is a difficult one to answer. A yes or no. And I think that. And I say that with someone that comes from. There are members of my family that say that have suffered from drug addiction, but there are also members of my family that have suffered with cancer and also uh, chronic lung illnesses. Um, and I believe that if you were to ask either of those people who I'm referring to, if they could choose their lives to be any other way, they would also say yes. If they could choose to have their condition. Yeah, I don't disagree, them. but knowing, taking that drug, you know what you're doing, you know the road you're going down. Surely, okay, you want your life to be different and it's awful to have an addiction or a dependency like that, I can imagine. But the point is, is that would your life want your life to be any way, other way? Yeah, you would. But, you know, don't put your hand in the fire if you don't want to get burnt. I know, but you're saying that you know the route you're going down, right? Like, I have a good few friends, right, let's say, that have taken coke on a night out, right? And it starts off as simple as, like, a little pick-me-up, you know, like, oh, they're getting a bit too drunk, let's give it a go. But then it evolved from there. It evolved from there, and then they started doing their hungover to pick them up. And then it became a thing, right? Not necessarily recognising it as becoming an addiction. And I think that that's the attitude that people... Do you need to remember is a factor of addiction. It's unforeseen. It's a silent killer. It's a silent killer. Like you don't see it creeping up on you. And I think that 
not a lot of people are aware of that. It's like people think that that's what all they want to do. It's not true. Like, okay, say, do, me, do me a favour. Stay there for a second, please, Gemma, because there's a huge reaction to this. Uh, 085-825-2626 if you want to get in on this. Uh, we're talking about, well, not just one particular addict, uh, but this story in Tala of a drug addict that has been injecting quite near to a uh, quite near to a local school, including, as we've just discovered five minutes ago, um, injecting uh, into his groin across the road from a school where parents had to rush their kids into a car. Can which, I just uh, ask, uh, sorry, Gemma very quickly before you go to the next call Gemma do you mind me asking do you have do you know somebody who has an addiction yeah, I do. I, I know a few people, yeah. Okay. No, I just, I felt when you were talking to me there that it was coming from a personal place because I, I think you, you obviously do feel differently about it when it's someone you love or someone you care about. But I think if you're to look at it from an outside perspective. Yeah, you'd feel completely yeah. different. Okay, let me go to uh, Grace. Grace, your own opinions matter. How are you? Come here, I still fucking hate us. Oh, you're, you're not Grace. horrible and you don't fucking change. So, See you, give me sympathy for fucking junkies when there's people actually out there yeah. who fucking need sympathy. You don't hate you're a pack of fucking cunts. Well, what did he say? Hate what do we say? fucking lying is to let you know that I fucking still hate you. Go fuck you ourselves. Oh I'm my done with God. <laughs> I, sorry, that was not Grace. That's the sorry, JJ. That was that's Catherine that you put that you put through. <laughs> Sorry, that was the name I had because we I, t- I specifically told uh, JJ not to not to put that not to put that on. Oh my God! We take a break. Back back in a second. Back in a second. Voted Irish Current Affairs Podcast of the Year. It's Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. Uh, my apologies for the language there um, of, of that caller, Catherine. Okay, Casey, calm down. Calm down. But, but by the way, the, the comment she's making, she's clearly I'm not... I'm sorry, I had to walk away. I know, but she's clearly not hearing what... Um, <laughs> she's clearly not hearing what we, we've been saying about this topic because she thinks we're defending uh, drug addicts. <laughs> we're actually not. What? Sorry, I was just in such a... <laughs> oh. Oh God, okay. this is very unprofessional. I apologise, but what okay. did she? Can somebody recall? Because I missed the last bit of what she she's said. just gone off on a rant. Um, that I'm done with just. Let's have a listen to this WhatsApp voice note from oh. Evan. And folks, hope you're keeping well. Uh, I think looking at some of these comments on Facebook already, oh, they ought to be locked up and all. It's a complete failure in government policy that has seen the drugs crisis in this country spiral. This idea that we need to be locking up drug addicts has not worked it's been clear that it's not working here in ireland the example of the united states as well where the war on drugs has clearly failed as well we are not to be locking them up instead we need to be treating drug addiction as a social and health issue not a criminal issue and you can look to the likes of portugal where they decriminalized all drugs and those who are suffering with drug addictions who are caught in possession of drugs are brought before a panel comprised of social workers legal experts and health professionals and they would advise a uh, community uh, service addiction treatment and overall the portuguese model on drug policy which is supported by several parties in this country has seen a reduction in drug use a reduction in addiction a reduction in hiv which is commonly spread by dirty and shared needles so really what needs to happen is a public health response to this crisis and not a criminal uh, response. 
Oh, well, that's where that's where I would disagree, and I'm sure you would disagree as well. Um, that you know that addicts who are committing crimes in the city centre should be treated with kid gloves. Sorry, they're committing crimes. Yes, yeah, they are like, committing sorry, crimes. If an addict, if an addict robs a granny outside yeah. a post office to um, feed. Well, we should take them in and give them a hug and say, I'm sorry. I'm and yet people still see it as it's in the same category as somebody who has an, like a non-self-inflicted disease. You know, the way I look at it is somebody with a disease that they haven't inflicted brought on themselves will fight and fight and fight to live, where an addict at the point they're at doesn't give a shit. So I suppose that's where my sympathy, and I know before everyone says it, um... You know, I know there's circumstances that drive them to that moment, but at the same time, you know, there's also people who, as I said, go through a lot of stuff and they never, never turn to touch it. a drug. Yeah. Let me go to Michelle, who's been on hold there for ages. Hi, Michelle. How are you? Hey, how's it going? I'm just giggling now about Patrick. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you know what's ironic? Abu- what? Abusing. What's the name she used for herself? Grace. Yeah, she called herself Grace. <laughs> well, there's irony. Yeah, it is very ironic. That's why I was laughing at Grace. And she actually used another, I'm actually looking at the number there. JJ's after showing me the number. She used another number different to the number that she usually, so we'll make note of that. We'll make note of this number yeah. as well. I, I think I think you have a stalker. I think we do. Anyway, what do you want to say about this, Michelle? I just think that girl is very bitter. You know, like people don't wake up in the morning and, and go out to be a drug addict. You know, you don't wake up one morning and say, I'm going to be an addict. It just happens. Yeah, but they and most addicts are very, very young when they go on to drugs, you know, and don't think it's ever going to happen to them. I do believe it's not an illness to start with, but it does become one. Yes, but nobody, nobody, again, as Katie said at the start, nobody forces somebody to, um, to to take the the needle into their arm for the first time. Nobody actually forces that. In some cases, some people are forced. It's because of their lifestyle and the way they live and the way they're at being brought up. It's like a vicious circle that they get into. And, it, it, you know, like, it, it, it's not... Sometimes it's just... It runs through families. You know, like, it, it runs through areas. It's common. But what do you mean? What do you make of this addict injecting into his groin outside the school in Tallaght? That is... That's the one of the mankiest things you know, I've ever heard. It, you know, it, it, it is. It's a horrible thing to see. And, and I, it, it, it's not on to, to inject in public. But that's where the safe injection program comes in. And everybody in every area keeps objecting to them. And it's working in other countries. And it's actually lowering the drug rate and getting more of it because we have a safe injecting area to, to inject in. And it's being taken off the streets. Like the other guy said in Portugal, Portugal is flying with decriminalising drugs and other countries, if you look them up, have safe injection areas, safe injection parks, where it's taken out of public. Like, all these people are people's mothers, fathers, sons. Simon, you're uh, annoyed with what you're hearing from Michelle. Go ahead, what do you want to say? I mean, Jesus, I mean, have some empathy for them or something like that. I mean, Jesus, they have hard lives in that. It's not their fault that they... Well, it is, it is, it is. Simon, a lot of people have hard lives and they don't turn to drugs. And, like, that person who's shooting up and day in broad daylight that's a menace to society society doesn't need that what contribution are they giving to society I suppose they're not really but at the end of the day I mean it's not their fault that they decided like it is a disease at the end of the day and it's a disease of the body and the mind so I mean it is an illness at the end of the day it's yeah yeah it is it is an illness addiction is an illness uh, definitely it's a form of an illness but it's not 
it's self-inflicted. So it's an illness to a point. Yeah, but I mean, you take a drink, don't you? Do you ever see the alcoholics out there? I mean, you don't, you don't choose to be an alcoholic, but you can end up... Yeah, but no, no, al- no like alcoholic, that. no alcoholic. If Katie was an alcoholic, she's not going to be injecting vodka into her groin outside of school. You know what I mean? Still just as bad. Come here, alcohol is still just as bad, if not worse. I mean, come on. I mean, if somebody's selling out heroin... Sorry, I mean, alcohol, alcohol, is wor- alcohol is worse than heroin. Is that what you're saying? It is. Look at all oh. the fights and all in town they come out with Copperface Jacks or whatever D2 whatever club is on now and, the, and all the fights that oh. be going on all this shit Oh Simon, 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 Simon no, You see people, p- people who drink you see people who can drink you can do it socially okay now it's not always social there's a lot of anti-social aspects to uh, alcohol consumption, consumption but people who drink they do so <clears throat> at the start to do it socially with yeah, heroin, it socially. is never done socially. It's not accepted. It's illegal. You can't go meet your friends and sit in a bar and shoot yourselves up. So the comparison people, is ridiculous. Do you ever see people? Do you ever see people that are doing heroin? Do you see them that are strung out fair enough, but they'd be sitting around or whatever? Or people that smoke cannabis to be sitting around chilling, whereas people. Well, sorry, Simon, I, I've heard a lot. Of, I've heard a lot of stupid things being said on this show over the last couple of years. But the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard is that alcohol is more yeah. dangerous than heroin. How, how can you? How can you actually say that? I'm very serious. I mean, I think alcohol alcohol is a complete pox. It's a waste of time. The amount of trouble it's caused, the amount of fights, the amount of abuse. You don't hear of heroin addicts actually physically or sexually abusing their children with heroin, with drinkers. So when you hear of that uh, junkie outside the school in Tala injecting into his groin, you have sympathy. Well, oh, yeah, but I do actually. You know, fair enough, he should have done it somewhere else. Oh, there should have yeah. been somewhere for him to do it, but still. Oh. I mean, do you have on. kids, Simon? Yeah, I do. Okay. okay, that's interesting because I I don't think you'd have the same kind of blasé attitude to it if you walked by with your kids. No, but fair enough, I know we should have done it somewhere else, but I don't have a problem with him doing it, you know. Do you categorise it the same it way private? that you would with other illnesses that are non-self-inflicted? Oh, and well, and come here, would you would you have a problem? I'm sure you'd have a problem as well if the chap was standing there drinking a load of cans outside the school, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would. Inside of school isn't a place to drink cans. But if I was, if it was a Saturday night and there's a group of lads standing on, you know, outside a bar with a a few beers, no, it's all context. Heroin is not okay anywhere publicly in any context. I know the people that have sat in rooms and done it in private in the privacy of their own home. Have you a problem with that? Simon, the fact that you're comparing uh, heroin to, to alcohol is just laughable. It's absolutely... It's, no, it's actually... And you know, we talk about... the amount of so, fights with alcohol? Alcohol has caused so much problems in this country. Okay, so, so yeah, I wouldn't disagree with you. As Robert just said there, over a million people uh, go out drinking on a Saturday night. There's probably about less than half a percent of them that end up in a fight. And a lot of that is cocaine related, by the way. Yeah. Uh, it's not alcohol related. Um, so to claim that everybody's killing each other after out drinking on a Saturday night is ridiculous, Simon. And no, it's not. But, yes, it is. And by you saying what you're saying, that that, but that, that heroin, you're, you're more or less saying that heroin is uh, the lesser of two evils. That is the wrong thing to say, and it's the wrong message to send out. Well, I just, think, I just think it's not as bad as alcohol, to be oh honest with God. you. Alcohol I don't really think heroin is as bad as alcohol. And, you know, <clears throat> people saying about the trauma, back to the trauma again and mental health and all that. You know, can I just, I'm going to, this phrase, I, it's a phrase I heard a, a long time ago and I love it. The same boiling water that softens the potato hardens the egg. 
What do you so wish? it's the same. You do. It's the same. But the same boiling water that softens the potato hardens the egg. Oh yeah, I got you. It's about oh, what you're made of and not the circumstances. If you put a needle in your arm, you have decided to do that for whatever reason. You've decided to do that. You haven't been forced to do it. So therefore, it is self-inflicted. But if he's not pulling it near anyone else, what's the problem? If he was sitting at home in the bedroom smoking it, what would be the problem? Injecting it, whatever, what would be the problem? Well, the, the problem is uh, that when someone is addicted to heroin, they cannot feed their habit, Simon. So they end up uh, robbing old women uh, of their pensions. They end up committing crimes. They end up shoplifting to feed. Not them the- all, not them all. So how no, so how the how does oh, Jesus Christ Okay, so how does a how does a heroin addict feed their habit then? You explain that to me. How does a heroin? Well, how, obviously, it costs money. There's a lot of people that resort to crime. There's other people. There's people that actually go to work and are still functioning just the way they're functioning. So does heroin addicts going to work every day? There is heroin addicts that go to work. No, there's mm. there's fu- there's functioning alcoholics. There are no function functioning hardcore drug addicts. So what sort of jobs do you think? Yeah. So tell me, what jobs are heroin addicts going to work at every day? Well, have you ever seen, well, you know what, there's people that go to, like, clubs, working clubs, there's even people that do dancing in clubs and that, and there's people, oh, there's people that do all sorts of mad jobs that are actually in addiction that actually do do drugs. Oh, Simon, Simon. Smoke also. So you believe you can, I, again, I, it's, it's getting worse, you believe there's such a thing as a functioning heroin addict, is there? There is, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ almighty. Stay there for a second, please. <laughs> apparently I, should be heroin, la- I should be laughing at this. But apparently with heroin, what happens is you take your first hit and you're always chasing the same, isn't it? Every yeah. hit you take after that, you're chasing your first one, but it's never as good. Never as good, so you just keep injecting. Now, so, first of all, to be able to fund your own heroin addiction, I don't know how much heroin is, but I, I do know to fund your own heroin addiction, you'd have to be working, uh, getting a decent wage, wouldn't you? Or robbing people, which or a lot robbing of them people. do. Okay, but according to, according to, uh, to, to Simon, what, are they driving around in taxis as well, are they, Simon, yeah? Well, hold on. It's no. Just because you do a drug doesn't necessarily make you an addict. People can actually do a drug recreation, recreationally. Yeah, the, sorry, heroin is not a recreational drug. No, but it can be done recreationally. And you know yourself, there's plenty of drugs. You know yourself, plenty of people are smoking them, taking them, they go into work. How do I know you didn't smoke a joint this morning and come into work? So now we're comparing weed to, which I actually think I don't smoke weed, but I think it's the lesser of all the evils. Well, it is, yeah. Um, I think even alcohol. But now we're comparing weed to heroin. This is the most bizarre angle I have ever heard on drug taking. And do you think alcohol is a lesser evil than weed because alcohol is legal? This isn't an argument. Stay there for a second. No, because I look at the effects. I look at the effects of alcohol and I look at the effects of weed. My brain. I look at the long term and I know weed has long term effects, but so does alcohol. I know weed has, but weed, the short term, if we're going to look at the short term, I would find weed the lesser evil of all. Sienna's after messaging. She says, Jerry Ryan was able to go to work. Jerry Ryan was taking cocaine, Sienna. Jesus Christ. Can people not tell the difference between different drugs? We are talking about heroin here, like not cocaine. Now, cocaine is a hard drug as well, but we are talking about heroin. You can be a, fu- you can be a cocaine addict and be a fully functioning of cocaine addict. Of course you can. There it's pe- different with heroin. Heroin, it, it eats your body. There are solicitors and lawyers who are standing up in the four courts every day of the week who are able to, to fight cases and stuff like that. And on a Saturday and Sunday, they're coked uh, out of their bicky. It's heroin that I'm talking about. Heroin. That is the I just, I kind of find it, and I'm, I'm very lucky. I don't have, a, you know, any illness or long-term issues or anything like well, that. I wouldn't say that. Go on. Well, uh, not that I've been diagnosed, but I would be insulted 
if I were like the lady who sent in the message and I, you know, I can get her point. I would be insulted if I was being lumped into a category with people who decided to take this yep. and do to them what they have done to themselves. Here is, uh, my head hurts to read those. Here's Neil. Uh, Jeremy, Katie, I had a guy yeah. in the car before in the taxi and um, he, uh, he walks and he's on heroin. Now, as far as I know, I think he smoked it. That's what he told me. He smoked it. So I'll let you take it from there. Cheers, all. Yeah, no, Neil, you can smoke heroin and a lot of people do. You often see it on uh, videos popping up where, where they're smoking or on bus. What they get is they get tin foil and isn't that what they do they heat it up over the tin foil yeah I think it's because do you know what they used to always buy do you know the little animal bars you always see the animal bars wrappers everywhere around town because they get the little tin foil from the inside of the animal bars and they they yeah. make perfect paraphernalia. Also, also, why if you go into uh, areas where drug addiction is high, um, the shops, the local shops won't sell tin foil either because of that. We're back in a second. Don't go away. Simon, you stay there. Voted Irish Current Affairs Podcast of the Year. It's Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. Now, let me go to Curtis. How are you, Curtis? What do you want to say on this? All right, how's it going? Grand, you're, you're a bit angry listening to this. Go ahead. I just think it's people like this that that's why we can't do anything with the junkies or we can't do anything with the drug problem because everybody's, ah, maybe he's having a bad day. That's why he's sticking needles in his groin outside skills. And they turn around, oh, maybe I do that fella. If we legalize drugs, then it's actually a positive thing. Like, why don't we start being more strict on it? If you compare us to a country like Saudi Arabia, with 35 million people there, yeah. you walk through you Medina, won't, the capital. You won't find one junkie in Saudi Arabia. You will not find one junkie with the population, 7 million people in that capital, more than our whole country. And they turn around and say, oh no, but if we legalize drugs and they do in a safe environment and all this bollocks, it's all this, this pro-crime. Uh, it's okay, you only smoke on the weekend. End of story, he smokes heroin, they should give him help, or if not. Like if you think really that fella would sell to the school smoking heroin if he thought that he was going to be arrested or brought in and get a hefty prison sentence or some sort of punishment, severe punishment. Yeah. The, the, the honesty thing he'd sell to the school, like, he wouldn't have bollocked, you know what I mean? Well, no, Simon, your argument is he doesn't know what he's doing. He's not in his right mind. Well, Jeremy, for starters, right, I'm going to pull you on something, right? You're kind of wrong there because in a lot of those um, countries like Saudi Arabia, Pakistan, and that they smoke a her- a opium, which is like kind of like heroin. And anyway, what would you do, right? If Katie's sitting there and she's fully functional and she's grand, she's in work and it's when she's on the way home oh by the way Jeremy I had a hit of the dragon earlier on what would you say to that? as in weed? I think no we're talking about I thought dragon was weed I'm so clueless that that would be fucking disgusting and I would try and help that person as possible if I can I wouldn't turn around and say she's grand she's walking that's your mentality she's okay she's still in work she only smokes heroin on the weekend when I'm like, no, I can see the drastic effect that that would have on her life. And I don't want to, like, what benefit do they give to society? They take the taxpayers' money. They go around harassing people in the middle of the day. They can't, they can't get a job. Because let's be honest, if a junkie walked into the job interview and then a regular person walked into the job interview, which one are you hiring? Well, to be honest, if I didn't know the person smoked gear, it wouldn't matter. I mean, do you drink? Well, how would you are you not, a drinker? Listen, no, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do anything. I'm anti-drugs no, no. and I don't believe. 
that all you crowd drug people are the reason that this country is going to be a disaster. Do you, if enough, do you believe if, alcohol if, is a drug? Do you believe alcohol is a drug? Yeah, they're all, they're all bad to you. They all make bad decisions. But this alcohol can ruin your life. The drugs can ruin your life so much quicker. And, and I don't care what you say. Oh, they don't know the effects and all. Maybe they didn't in the 80s. But there's enough junkies walking around Dublin City Centre now to come around and say, oh, if I smoke heroin, I'm going to look like him in a few years. You're telling me that your kids and all doesn't know that. You're telling me that the younger generation doesn't know the effects of smoking heroin, crack or any of this drugs. It's everywhere, kids, man. Kids these days don't care. Kids these days don't care. Kids are all today are all throwing their heads and weed and everything. So I mean, you wouldn't know any difference. But if you know what, there but, hasn't been there's no the problems with alcohol than there is with drugs. With their drugs. But the thing is, you don't mind the people that are out ahead. You don't mind that the kids are smoking heroin. Once they're doing it in their room or a safe environment, the on the opposite. Yeah, exactly. We don't want I don't want my population to be smoking heroin. I don't want junkies hanging out at schools. Because that's how people if you saw a junkie stand there with a needle, you're bringing your daughter to school, you'd probably that's end up like killing them. That's like saying you saw some alcoholic standing outside that school and he was making a boss of himself. However, that night you've seen people in the pub having a laugh, you, you, you'd compare the difference. You'd say, you'd say, like, it doesn't matter to people if they're not causing a problem, what's it got to do with you, you know? So Simon, can I ask you a question? And, you know, feel free to answer me or don't. Um, are you a drug user? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I smoke weed. Okay. Why are, you, why are you asking that question? Here? No, I just, I was just wondering. Has he? Is that the the hardest drug you've you've ever used? No, alcohol. I'd say it'd be a lot harder than that. Oh no. Okay. No, that's fair enough. I I would agree that that weed is probably the lesser of the the, the less. Myself, I think it's the lesser of two evils. But no, the reason I ask is be just just because you seem to have a very blasé attitude towards heroin, and I t- and Simon, you're normalising it, which and, is quite concerning. And Simon, the thing you said, which I found, which I found bizarre, was you said that you you wouldn't know if you were interviewing somebody for a job, you wouldn't know if they were a heroin addict or not. Would you come off? Well, no, come on. Well, the same as I wouldn't know, Jeremy, if you're after having a little glass of wine before work. How do I know you didn't? There's a big bar down there, okay. lovely bar down there okay. in the White Sands. Glass of wine versus shot of heroin. I'm not being smart. Simon, are you high now? No. I'm <laughs> okay. Not sure I actually know. wasn't being smart. I genuinely was asking, have you smoked something at the moment? Are you smoking something well, at no, the moment? No, I get the point you're trying to make. If I had had a smoke, you would probably, if I was a hardcore smoker, you'd be able to tell the difference. It's the same as the alcoholics that overdo No, I don't think that's the point. I don't think that's the point. No, that wasn't the that's point. That's not the but point. But you haven't had a smoke in the last 20 minutes. No, I haven't, no. Of anything green? <laughs> or brown? No. No, nothing okay. like that. All right, okay, fair enough. <laughs> what? I know What's the so point. Funny? I know because I know the point you're trying to make. I'm just asking him if he's high. Yeah, I know. Went right out. Went right over the head. Let me go to uh, Henry. Henry, how are you? <laughs> Your own opinions matter. How are things? Oh, not too bad, lads. Um, yeah, I just think it's ridiculous, really, because like drug addict addiction, it's not an illness. It's not an illness. It's a self-inflicted. Uh, it's self-inflicted addiction, no, no doubt about that. And your guy Simon Down always saying, oh, there's loads of functioning people who will be on heroin and all that. No, could you imagine, though, know, a barrister on heroin uh, in the courtroom going, oh, Your Honor, I'm here defending Mr. What's your call it there? Know, What's his name there again? All yeah, that, like, bloody just... crap, like... Because no, 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 the thing is, right, the majority, the fat, I say about 98% of the heroin addicts, right, are, are on a, they're not working, simple as. They're bloody, they're walking around, they, they, like, they're, they had, they just fell out of bed and everything, like, 
Come on, come off it, Simon, will you? Come on, there's plenty of people you wouldn't be able to tell that they've done drugs. Did you know, Jerry? Did you li- well, how old are you? Did you listen to Jerry Ryan when you were young? Well, years ago. Why well, what are you talking about? Why are you bringing Jerry Ryan? There, there are people who go out and take coke, Jerry and you Ryan. wouldn't know the difference if they taken coke or alcohol. There are people who become very excitable on both. I think it's a kind no, of a stupid no, comparison. No, but, no, Simon, you're missing it. But Simon, you could te- you could clearly tell if somebody uh, has been injecting heroin. Listen to him; they can barely string two sentences together. Simon, cop on. Come here. There's plenty of people you would not be able to tell. I know of a woman no, that did it, that was doing it, and then she's going to come over to you. Now, can I ask you something, really? Right? Do you deal drugs? No, I don't. No, because in fairness, Simon, like that's drugs. a question that's coming what in from a lot of people. What's it got to do with that? What's it got to fucking do no, with that? Because, it's just a, no, because you're normalising it. Simon, you sound... Because Simon, you're you're like sounding like you've um, you're you're very re- relaxed in this whole thing. Like mm. you're normalising taking heroin as if it's like having a glass of wine or smoking a joint. Well, I think it's lesser of two evils than alcohol, to be honest with you. Because <laughs> oh, dear you God! Fucking stop! <laughs> it's a fact. Do you think? So you so do you think heroin is the lesser of two evils? Heroin and alcohol. I do when it comes to behaviour, yeah, because, I mean, you don't see loads of fights around alcohol, you do, why? You ever been in town on a Friday night at Grafton Street or up Henry Street and all the areas, yeah, 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 and you see people going mad. I don't know a lot. I don't know a lot, but I think if Simon was a potato, he'd be a baked potato right now. Yeah. Annabelle, how are you? You're the last call on this. How are things, Annabelle? Hiya, how are you? Good. What do you want to say about what you've been listening to? Um, well, just basically, I um, am an ex-addict myself, and I've been there, and like, I can't start off as naiveness and probably some innocence to it, but I ended up a donkey, and I'm not going to lie, I lost my morals. I started shoplifting. I got to a stage where I didn't inject, but I was up laying probably across the road from fucking skills at the time, smoking heroin and everything, and like, it is an illness, but it's nothing compared to people going through like cancer or it's, it's any it. other illness. It's in, selfish. In, it's one of the most selfish illnesses out there. Absolutely. And it's interesting that you use, you use the word junkie as well. Uh, you don't find that offensive, the word junkie, do you? No, not at all, because I'm very proud of how far it came. And I do believe that's what I was when I was going through that. And at your worst, you know, at your worst, at your lowest, you were injecting yourself outside schools as well? Well, I wasn't injecting, but the same as uh, smoking. I wouldn't say outside, but there was a park, right? It's actually terrible the layout. There was a homeless service merchant's key in town. And at the back of it, there's primary school there, and like there's a park kind of, but it wouldn't be that hidden off. And I know it's terrible, but look, I, I've changed my whole life around. And I, I, I think it's because the lack of sympathy, all that, that gave me the kick up the ass to do it. Like, I think the last thing in addict needs is sympathy because it's selfishness in the first place that got no. me there, if you ask me. And how did you end up coming off of you? I presume you went onto a methadone program, did you? Um, I did, and I'm now three and a half years off that as well. Oh, but I brilliant. think that's no, the problem. That, that is absolutely People brilliant. get caught on that and they stay on it. No, but don't, don't clap. No, I'm not being patronising. You know, it, it is brilliant. I think but like, that's don't be patronising. I'm not being patronising. No, it's not. Brilliant. Brilliant. No, listen, listen. I can I understand. It, it, it is like it's a disgrace because I did yeah. go to a doctor. I went into treatment and I couldn't went call to people. The doctor, like, there's so much fun to put into this. They kind of, to be honest, put it into your head that they're going to stay without methadone. Like, that's a whole different topic if you ask me because the money pumped into this stuff 
for these clinics. Now, I got onto a private GP, thank God, and I think that's not healthy because I wasn't walking past all the addicts out of face on their methadone. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is what I said earlier on in the show where I have very little sympathy for, for, for addicts because I do feel that it is self-inflicted. I have the utmost respect from somebody who pulls themselves back from it and gets themselves up on the ground and makes yeah, a life for yeah. themselves. So I was like, well, like, seriously, well done. Annabelle, you know what? Amazing. I'd love to talk. Let's, let's get you back on next week and have a bigger yeah. chat with you about drug addiction. Is that I'd okay? I'd love to hear yeah, your story. We'll do that. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Thanks a million, Annabelle. And come here, I mean this genuinely. Fair play to you yeah. for turning your life around. Um, like she's, she is amazing. That's and this is the point I was making. I have so much awe for somebody who can come bring themselves back because a lot, um, I, I think most don't. Yeah, and she was at her lowest. So, yeah. um, you know, credit where credit's due. Honestly. Hooray, says Cathy. Finally, a caller who was an honest ex-junkie. Yeah, and, she, and even to use the word an, junkie is kind of like, even that in itself is admirable because she's been so brutally honest. Well, she sees the, the truth behind it that... Um, she seems the truth behind it that she a drug addiction is a selfish illness you do not of course it's selfish you do not care about other people yeah. junkies a lot of the time will drop needles in playgrounds like how yeah. selfish is that yeah. that you wouldn't even discard oh, your needle I remember we had a girl on oh, years ago that, yeah. a bus her Dublin child, bus her child sat on and yeah. got I remember that one that mother's name it's oh, amazing it's you remember it. Stephanie Stephanie Stacy. Yeah, you don't remember it was Stacy. Do you remember Stacy? Yes, it was Stacy, not Stephanie. So you don't. Oh, Ste- sorry. Um, but no. the point is, I remember she was talking to us just after she had the, her child tested for hepatitis, and there was a wait between. Yep. And I remember, and I just remember this is before I even had kids sitting thinking how horrific that wait must be to find out Absolutely. if your child is infected because some dirty scummy junkie left their needle on the bus and your child sat in it innocently sat in it. Like I, I just. Do you know I stood on the needle as well on Parnell Street? Did you? A couple years ago, coming out of the cinema. I remember you. Yeah. T- and you fr- it frightened the life, frightened out, the life of you. out of you. Got, you got to, uh, blood test done yeah, on that, nothing didn't you? scarier. It's a very scary It's way. horrific. It really is. But that just shows you it's a selfish, selfish disease. Anyway, thank you very much for listening to this latest uh, podcast on uh, Opinions Matter. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple or Spotify and rate us. If you're listening to this on Spotify, make sure you rate us on... Only S- 10. Thank you. Nothing less than 10. I think it's five is the maximum. Whatever oh. the maximum is, okay. rate us anyway. And we will talk to you on the next episode of Opinions Matter. Thanks very much for listening.